over 20 years ago, my dad was preparing in his ward in California to give a presentation on using the Book of Mormon and specifically using it for our day. And as he was really pondering President Benson's words, uh, he began formulating a concept about how to use the Book of Mormon specifically for a day. And we're going to go into that with a little bit more detail. We call it the for our day model. And the premise behind the four day model is this, that if you take the Book of Mormon history from start to finish chronologically, the events that Mormon chose out specifically for us, and then you take the latter day signs of the times, you take the events that prophets have chosen out, not just uh, events that we thought were important or some textbook thought were critical for a day, but what are the events that the Lord has specifically called out whether it's in visions that were given to prophets recorded in the scriptures of our day, whether it's signs of the times that different prophets or leaders such as Elder McConkie and Joseph Fielding Smith, those events they pulled out, or other critical events that prophets have pointed out. If you take all of those events of our day and you lay them out chronologically, and then you put the Book of Mormon history side by side with our timeline, you discover something incredible. You discover, wait a minute, the similarities and the parallels are way too close to just be chance. Persecution. Because of the wickedness of the people and the persecution of an apostate church, faithful saints suffer oppression for living the commandments of God. Promise. Righteous groups are led out from the wicked to a promised land where the freedom of worship according to conscience is possible. Government. The Lord inspires righteous leaders to establish a divinely sanctioned government whereby the people can worship God in liberty. Plates. A record of scripture is translated by the gift and power of God from gold plates containing the record and warning of a fallen people who formerly inhabited America, but were destroyed when they ripened in iniquity. Church. Freedom and the restored gospel prepare the people for the reestablishment of the true church of Jesus Christ. Martyr. A righteous prophet of God is raised up to teach the true gospel and is martyred for teaching doctrines which have been lost, including the true nature of the Godhead. Opposing voices. Antichrists arise, preaching enticing doctrines and philosophies in direct opposition to the true gospel of Christ and the principles of liberty upon which the freedom of the people depend. Missionaries. Missionaries are sent at great personal sacrifice to those who have never heard the true gospel many thousands are converted. Combinations. Wicked men conspire to take away the freedoms of the righteous using treachery, murder, intrigue, and carefully devised words to stir their followers to extreme hatred against religion and imagined wrongs. Liberty. Great leaders fight to preserve the liberty and lands of the people, enabling the gospel to continue to be taught and lived. Growth. The church grows as apostasy increases. 
The truly faithful are persecuted, and the prophetic leadership strives to teach true doctrines and regulate the church. Departure. Miracles and revelation are rejected, as religious principles are removed from society and even members of the church become a stumbling block. Travel and trade. Free travel and free trade lead to increased prosperity and wealth, including great expansion and building. Terror and robbers. Secret combinations become common, first in the more settled parts of the land, and then spread to include many of those claiming to belong to the church. Signs. Many physical signs are seen in the heavens and the earth, including famine, earthquake, stars, lightning, and darkness. Destruction. The more righteous gather in and the wicked are destroyed to prepare the way for the coming of the Son of God. Coming of Christ. The righteous are resurrected. Christ comes to his people, heals the sick, reestablishes his church, and expounds all things. Peace. All eventually are converted to the true gospel and become partakers of the heavenly gift. The cities are rebuilt, and a great period of peace continues for several generations. Open rebellion. The people again become wicked and openly rebel against God. Judgment. Two opposing forces gather for the last great conflict and final judgment upon the wicked. So the premise of the four-day model is that Mormon, Moroni, Nephi, and other Book of Mormon prophets saw our day in vision. They knew our day way better than we do. And not only did they know our day, but they knew the problems and the solutions to those problems. And then when they recorded the history and the records that they wrote down, they specifically focused on that material that would be helpful for us because they knew us. They knew our day. President Benson made this comment. He said, the prophets, particularly of the Book of Mormon, saw our day. You will learn more from studying and reading the Book of Mormon about our current problems than you will by reading the daily paper or the slick magazines, end quote. So when you think about the Book of Mormon from this perspective, I want you to think about the stories that you already know, right? The stories from the Book of Mormon, like Captain Moroni and Alma the Younger and Nephi building the ship. And I want you to ask these questions. Why, when Mormon was going through, why did he toss aside certain stories and certain details, but he included others? So why did he think it was so important for us to know all about the political details of the Nephite government, right? Because he includes actually a lot of details about their government. Why? Why did he tell us about their monetary system? Why... Uh, there, there's a story where Amulek is speaking and he says, I'm the descendant of that Nephite Amenadi who uh, translated the writing that was inscribed on the temple wall. Well, that's a story that Mormon was like, mm, not so important for their day. I'm, I'm going to toss that one aside. 
but I've got to include the story about all of the Christians and Ammonihah being massacred or these letters between Moroni and Pahor. And so as you think about this, wait a minute, why? Why do we need the letters between Moroni and Pahor? And why do we need the sons of Mosiah? Why do we need the details about the Gadiat and robbers? Why is this so important for our day? And that, when you start asking those questions, that is when the light bulbs start going on. At least that's when the light bulb started going on for us. So as we go through the Book of Mormon this year, we are going to find answers. We're not just going to talk about problems. We're not going to just say, oh, this is interesting. This is trivia. Look at this event in the Book of Mormon. It parallels with this event in our day. Okay, cool. Great go back to our lives. No, the point is we're going to find the answers. We're going to figure out how to defend freedom, how to help rebellious children, how to fix um, our families that are falling apart, how to give our kids and even ourselves some identity, some hope for the future, how to prepare physically for natural disasters, how to move forward with confidence that we know what is coming and what to do with the future. So really quickly, we're just going to explain how we pick which events in the latter days to parallel. Again, are these just events that we thought were important or are these events that Mormon actually was thinking of when he paralleled our day? So this is how the four day model works. First, we are going to be selecting latter day events based on visions of the last days in the Book of Mormon because the best commentary on scripture is guess what? Scripture, right? So for example, Nephi, 1 Nephi 11 through 13, he sees our day and the Lord picks certain events as critical. He doesn't describe the assassination of JFK or this or that little teeny war down in some country you've never heard of, even though I'm sure those events are important and to some extent, but what does the Lord focus on as critical? Well, he shows Nephi the Lord's birth and death. He shows him Nephi history. And then he shows him the great apostasy in Europe. He shows him the dark ages. He shows him the reformation. He shows him the pilgrims, the Puritans, the founding fathers, and the founding of the U.S. Constitution. So the Lord apparently says, hey guys, when you're looking at your day, when you're looking at your history, this is what I care about. Pay attention to these events. So we're going to be paying attention to those events as well. Now, the Book of Mormon is not just for people in America. I just, I just shared a few events that are definitely, would probably be considered a European and United States history. But the Book of Mormon wasn't just written for Americans or for people in Europe. It was written for all of God's children around the world. And that is one of the questions we're going to be investigating in this series. We're going to be asking ourselves, okay, why does, why do all of these events, both in the Latter Days and the Book of Mormon, why do they matter no matter what culture or what race you come from? Whether you're someone from China or Japan or India or Africa or South America or New Zealand or Australia, no matter where you come from, why is this your story? Why did Nephi see the Reformation? What does the Reformation have to do with you? So we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be using the words of Latter-day Prophets. This is critical. Inspired prophets understand our day from the Lord's perspective. And that's better than just us or any random professor of history out there. So we're going to use the prophets. We're going to use the Book of Mormon together 
and see how they parallel. We're going to use the commentary from the prophets about our day. We're also going to use the signs of the times. They're not, the signs of the times are not dreamy, vague, creepy things. They're actually just really simple. They're just events in our day that the Lord said, hey, when this happens, you know the second coming is coming soon. So pay attention. So we're going to use the signs of the times as well. And we're going to use those signs that the prophets and apostles have pointed out. So we're going to move forward on that firm foundation knowing, okay, this is what God believes is important in our history, important in our day. Now let's go into the Book of Mormon. Let's parallel the two together and figure out how that provides answers for us. So just one quick example of how the four-day model works. Consider that in Nephite history, the focal point of the Book of Mormon, of course, is the coming of Christ to the Nephites in 3rd Nephi. And in our day, what is the focal point? The second coming of Jesus Christ, right? So right there, we can see a parallel. Christ came to the Nephites. Christ will come to us. And if you actually go through fourth uh, Nephi, that's the period right after Christ comes. Um, because as you, if you remember, after Jesus Christ came to the Nephites, they had a period of peace for nearly 400 years of prosperity and, and just a beautiful period of peace. And in our day, of course, we know that after Christ's second coming, we have the millennium. If you go through fourth Nephi, it's absolutely fascinating. Every line in 4th Nephi you'll discover is a parallel or has some correlation with a prophecy for the millennium. So if you want to know what the millennium is going to be like, go read 4th Nephi. Mormon specifically wrote it out to parallel the second coming and the millennium. And what happened right before Jesus Christ came to the Nephites? Destructions. Incredible destructions. The entire face of the land was changed. What's prophesied before Christ's second coming? Again, destructions. So that's just a simple example of how the history of the Book of Mormon parallels our day. But you can go through the entire Book of Mormon history and the, this parallel and this pattern remains the same. The history of the Book of Mormon and our day chronologically matches up. So just in closing here for this first lesson and this first podcast, I just want to close with this thought. Uh, a few months ago, I was doing a lot of praying and pondering about how my family and I could be more prepared, how we could be just better ready to face the challenges that are coming. And I remember I was sitting in a parking lot outside of a store and I was just really praying because I was asking God, I said, God, you know, there's this story in the Old Testament of this guy named Joseph of Egypt. And Joseph of Egypt walks into Pharaoh's court. Pharaoh has a dream, right? And Joseph of Egypt walks in there and says, Pharaoh, this is what's going to happen. There's going to be a famine. Here's how to prepare. There's going to be seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. Here you go. Just follow this plan and you'll be safe. And I remember thinking, there is so much turmoil. What's going to happen with the economy? What's going to happen with this or that conflict with different nations? God, I want to know what's going to happen so that my family can be ready. I really wish there was a Joseph of Egypt in our day. I really wish that there was just someone to just lay it out so simply. And I remember I felt this little answer to my prayer. It was a simple, you know what, Hannah, if you have faith, the Lord can give that to you. And so I thought, oh, great. Okay, wonderful. I'm just going to have faith. And at some point, God will give that to me. And then I'll never forget it. It was the next day I was going about my jobs and I just 
could hear God laughing on the other side um, in a very good-natured way as he's, he just, I just could feel this prompting of, Hannah, I already gave it to you over 200 years ago. It's called the Book of Mormon, and it was literally given to you through a Joseph in your day. It tells you everything that has happened in your day. It tells you everything that will happen and how to prepare. And I remember that just humbled me. I just literally fell to my knees because I realized, oh my goodness, God has been trying to give all of us the answers all along. He's been trying to lay this out so that we don't have to stumble. We don't have to be worried. We don't have to fear. We don't have to be unprepared. He wants us to be able to navigate the future with confidence and with faith. Now, just as a quick disclaimer, this is not a Book of Mormon commentary. So if you're expecting us to go into every verse and all the details, there is no way we can do that in this course. We are going to be focusing on just the main points. We're going to be somewhat high level, but we're going to provide you a framework so that you can then go into the Book of Mormon yourself and you can study it out and you can find those answers. If you want to join us for this journey, go to www.josephsmithfoundation.org slash for our day, and I will see you next week. <music>